This evening, I want to talk to you about Joseph, Jacob and Rachel's baby boy. Joseph was the apple of his father's eye, and he gave Joseph a coat of many colors, which signified Joseph being his father's choice as head of the family upon his demise. Now, this was an honor normally bestowed upon the firstborn son. This made Joseph's brothers angry and bitter with jealousy, so much so that they planned to kill Joseph. Now, you may or may not have ever had anyone that was so jealous of you that they wanted to kill you. But we have all had some haters in our lives and some situations and even characteristics of our own and our own mindset that was ignited by Satan with the intention to kill us emotionally, spiritually, and some cases, yes, even physically. But Joseph's worst enemies were his own brothers. The brothers decided to sell him off into slavery instead of killing him. As a slave, he was thrown into prison for over 13 years. Let's just pause a minute and think about the depth of their jealousy and the core of their despise towards their own brother, their own flesh and blood. But the Bible says that even though Joseph became a slave, the Lord was with him and he became a successful man and God extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of chiefs and kings. Now God has made a promise to each of us to never leave or forsake us. And we go through battles and ups and downs and things do get better for us. But if we were honest, we want and even think we deserve the kind of success the Bible describes that Joseph received. What's so different about God's relationship with Joseph that he showed him so much favor? And how can we walk in that level of favor? The Bible makes no mention of Joseph ever grumbling, complaining, or comparing his life to anyone else's. I was talking to a friend of mine just the other day, and she asked me, she said, why does it seem that Christians have such a hard time, but those that do all kinds of evil seem to be profitable and successful? She went on and on and on, but as she talked, I was able to equate that she was declaring better according to stuff and classifying better um, along with material things that people had. I asked her, what is it that you need? She said, nothing, really. I asked her, I said, how many dresses do you own? She said, about 50, 60. I said, how many pairs of shoes do you have? She said, "I, I can't even count them. I then reminded her, I said, you live in a beautiful home. You have a loving husband that absolutely adores you. You have never missed a meal. And you are not living the kind of life where you have to look over your shoulder because you wronged somebody to get what you have. We have to get out of the habit of equating blessings with stuff. If we say we love God, Why is it we only want to give him praise for the things that even Satan can give us? Satan can set you up with a whole lot of stuff. But God gives us so much more 
and we tend to take the things that only he can provide for us for granted. Now, Joseph didn't sulk about the wrong his brothers did against him. The favor of God put Joseph in the house of Potiphar, a rich man, a kind man, a fair man. And because Joseph walked with such integrity, Potiphar put him over all the servants and the affairs of his household, a position the average slave would have never held. Joseph was presented with a situation that could have likely freed him as Potiphar's wife made several advances at him. She repeatedly tried to get Joseph to sleep with her. But because of Joseph's commitment to God and his commitment to walk in integrity, he couldn't bring himself to wrong the very man who trusted him. Now, there are some of us who would have used this opportunity to gain our freedom and just suffer the consequences later. But that attitude shows an absolute distrust in God and makes one a slave to sin, which is far worse than being a physical slave. God wants to be able to trust us to uphold his word in all situations. Our faith should motivate us to know that even when we are faced with dark times, God is planning something much bigger for us. The problem most of us have, and I have been guilty of this myself more than once, is we don't want to wait on God. We want what we want, when we want it, and we want it now. We behave like spoiled brats in the eyes of God. And we all know there are just some places you can't take a brat. And God knows that too. There are some places he won't even elevate us to until we learn how to be patient, obedient, and truly committed while at peace, knowing that he is still God. And we can't say we're patiently waiting on God while comparing our lives to someone else's. And you won't remain obedient if you continuously look for quick fixes. And here's another newsflash. Our commitment means nothing if it's laced with continuous complaints. We have to commit to doing everything as unto God with excellence, without complaining and absent of envy. So let me finish the story of Joseph. Joseph found favor with the king of Egypt, whose name was Pharaoh. And before long, the king made Joseph the governor, putting him in charge of all of Egypt. Now, Joseph did not wait for God to just drop blessings into his lap. He was in the position and there was a, an abundance in the land. Joseph began to invest in food, smart industry, buying and storing tons of food. The one thing he knew people would always have a need of. Then famine began to spread over the whole country. Joseph opened up his storehouses and sold grain and food. This principle still works today in how the rich get richer. There was also famine in Canaan, where Joseph was originally from. And guess who had to come to Joseph for food? The very brothers who sold him into slavery. Joseph immediately recognized them when they came. They didn't recognize him. Joseph gave them food 
And every time they got back home, they would notice that the money that they gave to Joseph was back in the bags. And finally, they came one time and Joseph decided that he was going to reveal himself to his brothers. And I'm going to read this verbatim from the Bible. It says, Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into slavery. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years, there will be no plowing and no reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household, a ruler of all of Egypt. Now hurry back and tell my father that his son, Joseph, says, God has made me Lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children and your grandchildren, your flocks and your herd and all that you have. I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. Now, most of us would have been so set on revenge that we would have risked sinning against God to get back at someone who had wronged us. But because Joseph was able to maintain a level head and trust in God, he saw that all the suffering, all the pain was to bring him to a point where he would end up being a blessing to his entire family. Joseph was able to see beyond what he went through all the times when he had less than to understand that all he went through was necessary on the journey where God wanted to take him. And when famine struck the land, the boy who was sold into slavery by his own flesh and blood would be the very one that everyone in the land would have to come to for their survival, including his brothers. My message to you this evening is trust God. He wants to take you to the next level. So don't act like a brat. Stop whining. Stop complaining. Stop comparing toys. Thank him for what you have. Shut down the spirit of selfishness. Seek opportunities to be a blessing. Instead of complaining about what you don't have, thank God for what you do have. Stop grumbling about what you've been through or what you're going through and thank him for what you haven't had to go through. You want change? You want to go to the next level? I'm going to say this as plain as I can. Brats can't go. Be blessed.